Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. everybody. I am so glad to be with you today. Thank you again for agreeing to spend some time with me today on the podcast. I am so grateful that you are listening. Please uh, don't forget to share with your friends. If you feel like something that you've heard me say or share over the past year or so uh, might help somebody in your world, Uh, maybe think about something different, have a new insight about something, please, please, please um, share that goodness uh, with your friends. So one of the things that I want to share with you is that I am an avid reader. Um, I read a lot of books. And, uh, you know, there was a time in my life where I, uh, I felt like I couldn't find the time to read. And that was probably part of the issue is I kept thinking I would have to like find the time instead of make the time to read. And uh, several years ago, I made a promise to myself to get up an hour earlier and have the one of the first things that I do every single day is to pull out a book and read. Um, And it's really amazing. I mean, I I probably read about 50 books a year now for the last couple of years. And I really attribute that to making time for myself in the morning and taking that first hour, sometimes two hours, depending on my day, and diving into a great book. For some reason, I tend to buy them in threes. And (laughs) I don't know why. I tend to buy them in threes and read them in threes. And then what happens is I need like a break. I need like a, like a few days of a break where I don't want to start a new book or dive into something new. But what I will do is spend a couple of days, uh, give my brain a rest from the information that I've taken in and then go back into the three books that I've read or the book, whatever it is, and start to, Uh, write down either in my journal or I will uh, type them out in the notes app on my computer um, the things that I marked so I am one of these people who when you read a book um, you'll see all of my books are highlighted and there's notes and I've written in them there are you know these little post-it tabs uh, all these things My husband and I are very different, by the way. Um, My husband loves books too, but my husband would think that the way that I read books and mark them up is sacrilegious Um, (laughs) because for him, a book is like a holy thing. And so he would grab it and make sure that, you know, that the binding wasn't bent at all. Everything's perfect on the book. No markings, no nothing, because I think he he sees the book as a holy uh, a holy thing. And, uh, I see it as the same, a holy thing. And that's why, uh, my practice tends to be to devour it. One of the great books that I have read, um, 
uh, in the past six months, I should say, is a book by one of my favorite authors, uh, my favorite thinkers right now, uh, who is Seth Godin. Uh, Seth is the author of, gosh, I can't even tell you how many books. In fact, I'm sitting here in my office right now and I'm looking across the room at my bookcase and uh, what I see is another book by Seth called The Dip, which is fantastic. But this book that Seth has written uh, in 2020 is called The Practice. It is fantastic. When I got it, I couldn't put it down. I started reading it. And just from the, the very first page I was I was captivated and um, uh, the book about the practice is really a, a book about work and the work that we are called and created to do uh, the work that we care about the work that we get to do um, and how to think about it how to how to lean in and one of the things that I want to do, uh, particularly this year, this season here on the podcast, is some of the books that I read, um, when, I, when I grab a good principle, uh, I tend to put that through the filter and the lens of the work that I do with regards to diversity work. Um, I did that before. Uh, early earlier this season, you can go back and listen to it. That talked about deep work. I talked about Cal Newport's book, Deep Work, and how that can apply to cultural situations. And I want to uh, share an insight from this book with you all today, and and uh, put that through the filter and the lens of diversity work, the work that I'm doing, the work that you are doing and are longing to do right where you are. And I thought maybe this would be uh, meaningful for you as well today, too. So I'm going to read you just a couple of lines uh, from page 18 in this book called The Practice by Seth Godin. And the heading of this section is called Creativity is an Action, Not a Feeling. And, and here's something, uh, just an insight that Seth shares. Your work is too important to be left to how you feel today. On the other hand, committing to an action can change how we feel. If we act as though we trust the process and do the work, then the feelings will follow. Waiting for a feeling is a luxury we don't have time for. Wow. And that's just page 18. <laughs> you see why I couldn't put it down? That really struck me. I remember when I first read it and I thought, wow, that is just really brilliant. What a brilliant way to think about first, just the work that any of us feel like that we are put on the planet to do. But when I think about uh, culture work, when I think about diversity, when I think about race relations, social justice, um, understanding, you know, my, my, uh, my goal on the planet is to lead a proactive movement towards unity and understanding when it comes to culture and come from. And this really falls in line with so much of uh, my philosophy for doing what I'm doing. And not only that philosophy, but really uh, woos me and calls me to keep doing the work. It made me think about uh, our collective ancestry. I think about uh, 
those who participated in uh, the civil rights movement, uh, and not just my ancestors, you know, not just people from uh, the black community, but, you know, the civil rights movement was a multicultural movement. There were people from all people groups that were uh, involved in that movement in so many different ways, just like we are today. And there was something really powerful about reading this line, waiting for a feeling is a luxury we don't have time for. Now, I was thinking that just the way that I'm wired, I don't know about you guys, but just the way that I'm wired, um, I'm a creative person. Um, those of you that listen to uh, the teachings on Enneagram, uh, I love Enneagram, by the way. I love the teachings of Enneagram. Um, I would uh, fall into some of the uh, characteristics of an Enneagram 7, which means that um, I, I describe it like this. Essentially, I'm always looking for the party. Uh, <laughs> I like uh, joy. I like laughter. I like energy, uh, just robust conversation, all of that. And uh, so that's usually kind of where, where I where I slide. But the, the dark side, the downside to that can also be that for me, um, if I'm not careful, if I'm not thoughtful, I can get caught up in how I feel about something and whether I choose to do it or not uh, based on how I feel in a moment or for the day. And th that's sort of an old version of me. Uh, the old version would say, well, I don't really feel like, you know, writing this blog today. I don't really feel like recording this podcast today. I don't really feel like, you know, having one more conversation with this person or that person, particularly when it comes to culture work because it can be uh, so all-encompassing at times, and particularly when your emotions uh, get so involved in the work that you're doing, it can be a little overwhelming sometimes. But the idea that the importance of diversity work, um, that you know, waiting for a feeling to start it, waiting for our feelings to catch up with uh, our fears, waiting for a good feeling or that right feeling to go have a conversation with someone or go apologize to someone or go teach that class or open that uh, uh, open that small group in your home or you know to start that book study if you're like me you know sometimes it can just get so overwhelming um, the feeling of fear, the feeling of, I don't know if I can do this, the feeling of, you know, maybe it's not going to work, uh, can just be overwhelming. And if we're not careful, um, if we don't have a, a process, if we don't have a, a goal or an outcome that is, that is set, we can fall into, well, I don't feel like it today. And really, the, the uh, podcast today is more of an encouragement to you and to me to know that your work is too important to be left to how you feel today. Um, now, what, let me tell you what I'm not talking about. What I'm not talking about is, you know, if you're, um, if you're sick or, you know, you're recovering from COVID, um, you know, if you broke your arm last week and, you know, I'm not talking about that. What I am talking about, I think you can get my heart, is kind of this feeling of, um, well, I'm not feeling it, so I'm not going to do it today. I want to encourage you, and, and again, encourage myself in the process 
to get up every day, do something, do one thing towards being part of this proactive movement towards unity and understanding. Do one thing today to, you know, to change uh, the pattern of uh, the things in your life that may be monocultural, that you don't want them to be monocultural anymore. Shift the pattern, change the pattern, lean in. Don't, don't put it off until tomorrow or don't put it off until you feel like you have all the information. Uh, don't put it off until you know your best friend gives you the thumbs up that, yeah, you can do it now. Uh, don't wait for those feelings. See what happens if you were to commit to an action and see if it could change the way that you feel. As Seth says here in this one insight, he says, you know, if we act as though we trust the process, that's really what it's about, trusting the process of the work of diversity and do the work, then the feelings will follow. What I can tell you is this, anytime that I've been afraid to do work that is in front of me, anytime I've been afraid to learn something new or to uh, lean into the fact that I don't know everything about culture or race or other people's come from, every time I feel that, um, I have never regretted taking a step towards it, whether I feel it or not. And for those of you uh, that might be wrestling with that today, I just want you to know it's a human issue to have, but I want to encourage you today that your work is too important to be left to how you feel today. Waiting for a feeling is a luxury we just don't have time for. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.